up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build the pond. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. The round, the wow. Round, the round mound of rebound. rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Good morning to you out there. Welcome in to another day, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game. Getting blown in here in the uh, studios out there. My goodness, that wind is just whipping around right now. And uh, we're here, we're alive, and we're back in the studio. And we got lots of stuff to stay here on this uh, Monday. And it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. And we're hanging out with you until the uh, noonish hour here on uh, 98.9. And then we switch over to uh, the uh, pod. I say uh, noonish because uh, we got St. Louis Cardinals spring training baseball coming up here at the uh, bottom of the hour as it's the uh, Metropolitans going up against the uh, Cardinals there in uh, Jupiter. And uh, so we're going to be five minutes short on the show today. Uh, So we're going to have to squeeze a lot here into the show. Does it feel good to say that again? Yeah, spring training baseball. It's been a while since we've been knocked off due to the Cardinals. Yeah, back U of to I usually days. doesn't play at 11 o'clock in the morning on a weekday. No, but could they possibly in the Big Ten tournament or in the big tournament? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to stick around. And we'll definitely talk about uh, the uh, Fighting Illini game as, uh, hey, we hadn't been with you for two days now. Yeah. And so we had two games worth, but we'll definitely dive into the one uh, that happened yesterday. We'll also hit up on some local sports. That happened as well, and to get you set for the uh, super sectionals, a couple of area girls teams going after uh, super sectional titles this evening, and we'll hit up on the regionals that uh, concluded on a Friday, and we'll also hit up on some Illinois basketball, but we'll also take a look at college basketball as a whole and uh, touch a little bit on the NBA, as well as Dame Lillard goes off last night uh, for 71 points, and we'll hit up on that, and of course, so we'll hit up on the other national sports, we'll talk about more spring training baseball and how is everyone feeling about that pitch clock rule and violations and whatnot and we'll hit up on the nhl we got nascar to get to as well and of course it's the post weekend so we got to get the top three moments from the sports weekend as well so wow that's all coming up here on today's show all right, let's go. All right, we need to jump right into it because yeah. we're a little bit short on a time today. So uh, let's hit it up and let's get it started. First things first. Before we get into the show.
first things first. And it seems like I say this a lot after Illinois games, but let's rip the Band-Aid off here at the very beginning, at the very top of the show, and talk about that uh, line-eye game uh, that happened yesterday. They heard here on 98.9 as, uh, just as a great performance on a Thursday, second half against Northwestern, down by 18 points. And then it seemed like the boys were also stuck back in Thursday in Champaign as well as uh, yesterday, falling to the Buckeyes. What? nine-game losing streak they were on. But, uh, hey, they ran into the Illini, and they snapped that, didn't they, as uh, they won easily over Illinois 72-60 to yesterday as Ohio State uh, snaps their nine-game losing streak. They lost, what, like 14 of their last 16 coming in as well until yesterday. And uh, Illinois falling yesterday after uh, such a – Great second-half performance against Northwestern, and it just all goes away there yesterday and falling to the Buckeyes. Yep. Same old story, huh? Yep. Got out-rebounded <laughs> by 12, shooting 36% good, from the field. Good one Good one game, or at least good, good one-half against Northwestern, and then the next next game you come out and you look like this. Yeah. You look terrible. Now, here, here's what I'm going to say, Travis. Yes, the Illini look terrible, and I'll talk about it more a little bit later on in the show. But the Big Ten, what are you? What <laughs> are you? Know. I don't we know don't what know. the Big Ten is. <laughs> yeah. Every team has a game where they look good, and then the next game or game or two later looks bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't figure the Big Ten out. Right. And it feels like that is what we're saying. Yes, we're saying ripping off the Band-Aid for Alani, but it feels like we're more often saying, what is happening with the Big Ten? And we are beating each other up and this year feels worse than years past the past couple of years there's been kind of three maybe four teams that were kind of the class of the big 10 this year purdue is there for the moment yeah but then behind that it's just throw it in a blender and whatever comes out comes out and this Mm -hmm. alani team is one of them yep travis they could be done thursday at the big 10 tournament or they could play sunday i don't know right which exactly. is very difficult for scheduling purposes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And even coming into Sunday, it's like if they won out and every stuff happened, they could still possibly share uh, the Big Ten championship. Obviously not now, but uh, that's how crazy the scenario was and how crazy this whole college basketball season as a whole in the Big Ten is that they still had an opportunity at a, at a share at it if they won out and other th- stuff happening. But obviously not going to happen now. Yeah, but. Just think about that. Entering Sunday's game, they could have been a one seed or a seven yeah like that's that that was the range entering sunday where they're at mm-hmm. yeah you could be playing on the first day of the big 10 tournament or, or you could have been had a double buy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't I, I don't get the big 10 and it's very hard to judge these big 10 teams when they're beating each other up every game Mm-hmm. Right, and you can't get any flow or consistency about it. And the Salani team is the exact same way. Right, I think that's a very good point. It does feel a lot worse than in years past mm-hmm. uh, there, but uh, 
uh, Ohio State just uh, shot the lights out in the first half, 61 or yeah, 61% from the field uh, to take a 41-29 lead into halftime. And then uh, Bruce Thornton, who? Bruce Thornton going off for 13 points in the first half. He was 6 for 7 from the field. And then the Illini actually started off the second half well. They used a 12-2 run. They cut it down to 1. That's right. It was a 1-point mm-hmm. game at one point, 53-52. And then uh, the next uh, 6 minutes or so the Buckeyes outscored them to close out the game 19 to 8 in the final minutes and a big part of that was Terrence Shannon Jr. in foul trouble he picked up four fouls and then it was kind of a little offense defense substitution and then Ohio State was going on that run and uh, coach had to put him back in there just because he can't let it get out of hand and right. by that time it was too late and then he picked up his fifth foul right. uh, there and he, he fouled out there so talk to me Travis here's here's what I'm going to ask alright and, and this seems to be a growing trend with this Illini team the fourth man of the starting five mm-hmm. there's always one guy of that starting five that just feels like I don't know what happened with danger did he get hurt mm, honestly, nine minutes is not enough time for him yeah I, I didn't see a lot of the first so half I'll be honest I I the other thing going off of that is the Illini bench play has to get better Travis yeah, we're not getting um, a whole lot from our bench right now. Yeah, and you have four starters in double figures, and you put up twenty uh, sixty points. Like yeah, it's been a problem all season. Yeah, when you put up tw- when your starters put up forty five points, that's fifteen off your bench. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, between four guys. Right. Yeah, it was just uh, last week uh, against Minnesota. There was only like one point scored yeah. from the bench, and that was Harris. If you're going to make deep runs, you got to get bench play. Right. Especially the first two weekends of the big tournament and especially the Big Ten tournament because you're playing back-to-back games. You're Mm. playing back-to-back. you got to have some guys get in there and provide quality minutes off the bench. Mm. Right. Yeah, there's just uh, been uh, no consistency uh, there either. So, you know. There's been no consistency from anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mayor yesterday, 3 for 10 from 3, 4 of 11 from the field. That's not his typical. No. You know, Epps, same thing. Shannon Jr., same thing. Like like I said, you you shoot 36% from the field, you deserve to lose. Mm -hmm. Especially when then you get out-rebounded by 12 rebounds. Mm -hmm. You deserve to lose. Right. And the Illini deserved to lose yesterday. Yeah, they they, they definitely uh, did. They made that run, and then it just all kind of fell apart there. And I know a lot was talked about about the three-point uh, shooting and whatnot. And I did see, uh, again, it seems like after almost every loss, we had uh, Coach Underwood's uh, coaching ability is called into question and whatnot. And I, I get that. I understand that. I understand about the in-game adjustments and what's not. But uh, look at the past three seasons. He's the winningest coach in the Big Ten. So uh, the numbers speak for themselves in that matter. And it's like, yes, it's because of the talent yes. of the players. But still, you, you you hold them. You hold the co- the coach still gets credit for the wins as well. So mm. I'm sorry. See, I, I, I think in college it's more the players than it is the system or the coaching. And and you don't have a star on this team. We've talked about it. But you also don't have that guy who's willing to put in the work like a Trent Frazier. This is a team that has no identity. 
and we've been saying this since the tip of the season. Right, yeah, exactly. And it's and, not changing. And I think no. that is where the Illini fans can be upset with Coach Underwood. We were talking about the same things we were talking about in November. Mm-hmm. It's not changing, and it's not getting better. Yeah, it's true. Fix something, yeah. anything. It's we valid. thought we had it figured out when, you know, uh, 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 mm, who, who is it who left? Sky Clark. Then we went on a little bit of a run. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe it was just a bad apple. No, we're still dealing with the same problems. Right. I know you're a three-point shooting team, or you want to be. Six of 29 for three? You look at percentages and go, oh, Ohio State and Illinois shot almost the same percentage. What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, Those are all empty possessions because you're getting out-rebounded. It's not like you're getting second-chance opportunities off of the missed threes. Yeah, and it's just the the, the looks that yeah. they're getting. They're, they're off balance and they're forced. They're not in the flow of the offense. In years past, it was dump it out or dump it down low and yeah. then pass it back out for the three. But, but you got Hawkins who wants to be a three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So there goes your guy in the middle to start that. Yeah. When you have Danger, like in the last game, playing nine minutes, he's not the guy. Right. So you're having to rework the entire offense because there it's not set up to be a coach Underwood run offense. Yeah. Yeah, and that's totally valid about, you know, we're talking about the same problems that we've had all, yeah. all season and we haven't got it corrected and we got two more games to go. Like I said, that's it. it'd be one thing, Travis, <laughs> if you were shooting 20% from three, but you were getting 10 to 15, 16 offensive rebounds. And you were keeping possessions alive and getting extra, another opportunities or putbacks. Mm-hmm. You're not getting those. You had nine offensive rebounds yeah. on Sunday. Right. Until this team, and I'll say it because I've seen it at a high school level, until this team starts making their threes consistently, Travis, opponents are going to give it to them. They're going to say, take it. We don't fear your three-point shooting because you're inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Because Illinois has shown that they're just willing to sh- just keep shooting it. Yeah, right. And, you know, it, it does fall a little bit on Underwood in the sense that, you know, he can tell the players not to shoot the threes, but they're going to do what they want to do and they're right. going to do it anyways. But then why are they not listening to you? Exactly. As a coach, and that goes back be. to what we talked about in November of does he has he lost the locker room? Has he lost this team? It's kind of been hidden because Illinois has been playing some decent ball lately. Mm-hmm. But you're the coach. If they're not running your offense, why are you playing them? Yeah. And I know it's because, well, we have no one better. That's a problem. Sure. So we got two more games to go in the regular season uh, for the Illini. And uh, coming up on a Thursday, it's senior night as it's a 6 o'clock tip. What? 6 o'clock? Yeah, 6 o'clock tip against Michigan. Thank goodness. No more 8 o'clock tip-offs. I certainly appreciate uh, that. And uh, then on uh, Sunday, we wrap it up against uh, Purdue there in Mackey. Oh, great. uh, Can't wait for that one. So, (laughs) yes. Uh, But... Uh, I'm not going to say. I'm just going to say that Coach Underwood is undefeated against uh, Coach Howard uh, there. So we'll we'll see what happens on Thursday. Uh, coming All up right, right here can, on 98 None. You can say that, and I'll say this. There is much more talent on that Purdue team than on the Illini team. Well, Purdue, yes. But I was talking about Juan Howard and Michigan. 
there coming up on Thursday. We'll worry about Purdue on Sunday. Uh, I thought that's what you're saying about Coach Underwood has never lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> against Michigan. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. <laughs> not against Purdue. I mean, Michigan's not even good, but in this Big Ten, who, I, I don't know who's good. We anymore. can't even. We can't even uh, guard a Trace Jackson Davis. What are we gonna do against Zach Eady? Yeah. Uh, there on Sunday. Oh so. yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that uh, But, you know, who knows? The, the way this has been going, who knows? Maybe uh, Illinois has a shot uh, on Sunday. Who knows? <laughs> so It's all messed up. But, uh, yeah, this Alliance team has got to get it like uh, get it figured out and get it figured out fast. Get it figured out fast, most definitely. So March is in two days. Yeah, that's right, it is. Like you said, we have two games left in the regular two games, season. Two games, that's it. And yep. we're still dealing with the same things from October. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're still dealing Fix with the same it. issues. Yep. Maybe if we uh, get to step in. <laughs> something. Get back to work or something. Either the players or coach. Someone's going to be getting to step in after this year. Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. All right, so uh, let's uh, take a break and let's come back to talk some uh, local sports regional championships on a Friday and uh, get you set for the uh, Super Sectionals coming up tonight in girls basketball. And uh, that's coming up next here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank and Topless Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Update your home and get 11% off all countertop at Menards. Menards countertops are durable, dependable, affordable, and easy to install. Transform everyday spaces into gathering places with Menards' great selection of quartz and laminate countertops. Visit our kitchen showrooms in-store or go to Menards.com to get started on your update today and save 11% on all countertop at Menards. Good through March 5th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without craving zero debility, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. That's right. Don't just cut down, but stop smoking once and for all. Also, lose all the weight you want for only $49.99 guaranteed with Mark Patrick Seminars. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings, late-day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating, and lose the weight. The seminar is on Monday, March 20th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Stop Smoking Seminar starts at 8 and Weight Loss Seminar at 5.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan a tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, AutoZone. 
Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for a loaner tool. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. Jeez, <laughs> it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now, the starting lineup. Hello. Hello. Hello, welcome in. Welcome back to the starting lineup, 98.9 The Game. Hey, Travis, the Olympics are over and done with, so maybe we need to get rid of this uh, music bed. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. And uh, let's talk some regional championships uh, that occurred on a Friday uh, night here. And uh, let's just start off right from the first bullet point as it was the Nokomis Regional Championship in uh, Class 1A. And uh, that went to uh, the Altima Indians as they defeated Nokomis 59-37 to to win Altima's 10th Regional Championship in uh, school history and uh, their first since 2020. As this is, was a rematch of uh, February 3rd where, if you remember, uh, we talked about it on Thursday a little bit, how uh, Altima and only had the lead for like less than 90 seconds. And this was a completely different story in uh, this contest. As uh, this was uh, close early on, it went back and forth for their first couple possessions. Uh, but then uh, it was tied at 4-4. Four to four. And then Altima went on a 9-0 run to uh, surge ahead 13-4 in the opening quarter. And I thought that was absolutely huge uh, for Altima to get off to uh, the early lead. And this was a completely different story than the first meeting. And then Comus really couldn't get anything to fall all night as they were missing uh, some close shots. And uh, it was just a completely different story. And uh, then the man on a Friday night was Avery Yarhouse. We talked about him a ton of times already. And and this season as he got hot on a Friday as he had, count them, not one, not two, not three, but eight 
three-pointers in the championship on a Friday, and he led all scorers, obviously, with a 25 uh, there. And Mason Robinson also was in the uh, 20s as well as he had a 20 in uh, the uh, contest. And Nakomis, you know, they, they had one guy in double figures, and that was Elijah Allman with 13. But uh, everybody else kind of struggled to, to uh, score. And uh, Lowman last time uh, was a factor on the defensive end. Not this time around, as it was just a completely different story. Atman jumped off to the early lead, and it was 6-4, to four, and Atman never looked back after that. And so it was an impressive victory once again on Friday uh, for Altamont over Nokomis. Yeah, this run Altamont on Travis all season long has just been impressive. And, you know, we thought, you know, as we talked about on the show, Nokomis, yeah, you've already faced them. We've talked about how hard it is to beat a team a second time. And just the way that they did it. Like, you yeah. know, Nokomis on that night was the better team. Yeah. But yeah. Altamont just came out with a win. Yep. they Altamont made enough the, in the first meeting, made enough of the little plays to get the win. Mm-hmm. Friday night. There was no question. Yeah, absolutely. Who no, was the better no team? No doubt. Yeah. So for sure. This, like I said, man, this this Altamont team is on quite a run right now, and, yeah. and they're again every time I think ah oh, they're peaking, oh they're getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's been all season long. Like they've been in a groove at least since the start of the new year, since mm-hmm. that that holiday tournament down in Cesar. Mm-hmm. Where they won the whole thing. Yep. They have been on a roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've been that they're just getting better. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going, and we'll see you back in Altamont as Altamont have at least one more game on their home floor as the sectionals are back in Altamont tomorrow evening. And who will they be facing tomorrow? Well, they will face the winner of the Cumberland Regional Championship, and that was the KZ Warriors as they defeated Macon Meridian. Macon Meridian, the Cinderella story mm. as the 10 seed fell. And it was a good competitive game as KZ won this one 52 246. So uh, Casey now 19 and 10 on the season, and Casey's 11th regional championship and the first since 2020. Uh, there when they had a, a great squad yep. uh, that year, I can remember. And uh, so uh, you can really say that Altamont's run. Uh, even started before the Cesar tournament, and it started that win streak, that long win streak that they had by that one point victory over Casey mm-hmm. on December 20th. So, uh, sure enough, uh, another rematch, and uh, both teams are obviously uh, different. Uh, in that first meeting, I believe that Eric Coleman still wasn't playing, yeah. and uh, it was obviously a one point game there at Casey. So, uh, Casey's been uh, playing better since then, and obviously, so has Altamont. So, a rematch tomorrow evening. And that's the important thing, Travis, you mentioned at Casey. Yeah. Now it's at Altamont. I know it's a for the sectional. It's a sectional site, but it's going to be packed full of Altamont fans. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there won't be Casey fans there. There will be, but oh, yeah. the Altamont fans will be loud. And that travel mm-hmm. council will be extremely loud. For sure. We've seen what yeah. they're like uh, for NTC championships. Mm-hmm. Now raise it up about. Yeah, another five. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, that one should be a fun uh, tomorrow evening without my and Casey, and also taking place uh, there on a Wednesday in the Altamont sectional. It's Tuscola as they defeated Arcola 63-246 in the Cola Wars to re win the regional championships. Back-to-back -back years for the Warriors as it's their 19th regional championship, and now Tuscola improves to 27-6 and on the season. Uh, Sweet Name led the way. He had 22, Quinn had 15, Horton had 14, and a James had a 10 there and who will Tuscola meet on Wednesday night well that is the uh, St. Anthony Bulldogs as they're the South Central Regional Champions as they had to come back to do it but they defeated Chrysler Rock Luther in 40 to uh, 34 and uh, St. Anthony's 26th Regional Championship in uh, their school history uh, Chrysler Rock had the lead 13 to 9 after one 22 to 19 at the half, 30 to 28 after three, but then a 12 to four effort in the fourth quarter by St. Anthony won them this game and only Chrysler Rock's third loss all season long and basically only their second uh, loss all season long. One of their last games, they rested everybody, but uh, St. Anthony. Westendorf led the way. He had 20 points, six in the fourth quarter. Uh, Schmidt had nine. Brock Fierde had eight there in the comeback win for St. Anthony over Chrysler Rock. And here's what I want to point out, Travis, and I don't know if you remember this, but I did say Chrysler Rock would not win this regional. Yeah. And I was 100% right. You were, yeah. So. Yeah, they were. Uh, Check that one for, off for me. Got yeah. that one right. I think the the schedule came back to uh, come back to bite them yep. a little bit. Yep. I think the schedule wasn't the highest nope. there in uh, St. Anthony. 22 and 12 now. Their strength of schedule is pretty high. Yes, and uh, so they'll advance to take on Tuscola there on Wednesday. Which should Wednesday. be a great match. Oh yeah, definitely. So definitely looking forward and to it's it. Right that next one on door. You can go see it. Yeah. Right over in Altamont. Yeah, possibly. And uh, come on over. And also in uh, Class 1A, I wanted to mention that Decatur LSA won the Battle of Decatur as uh, they won a regional championship 58-46. to And Decatur LSA now 30-0. They advanced to the Hayworth sectional against the two-seed Lexington. And only LSA's fourth regional championship, but it's been back-to-back -back years for the Lions and St. T finishes a conference champions, but they end the season 26-6 and six overall. Mm -hmm. Lawrenceville Regional Championship, it was Lawrenceville over Mount Carmel, 51-32. Lawrenceville's 34th Regional Championship, but the first one since 2016. And Lawrenceville now 25-8. and eight. And uh, Mount Carmel finishes the year co-conference champions, but they uh, are 20-12 and 12 finishing up on the regular season or finishing up on the season. Totopolis Regional Championship. It went to Totopolis 59-240 over Robinson's T-Town's 36th Regional Championship in program history. Uh, T-Town had the three-point lead after one quarter. 11-4, they outscored Robinson to take the lead 26-17 at the half. Outscored him again 19-8 in the third to uh, have the 20-point lead entering the fourth quarter, and obviously they would finish it off. Uh, Brendan Nieberg led the way, and so did James Nieberg. They both had 19 points. Uh, Seamer added 11, and Lull and Werns led the way for the Maroons. They both had 11 points. So now T-Town 25-7, and uh, seven, and Robinson finishes the season 21-12. and 12. So uh, Totopolis, uh, they advance there in the uh, Newton sectional, and uh, they will be taking on Alton Marquette on Wednesday at 7 o'clock there in Newton as Alton Marquette won the regional championship over Pena 43-32. 
And on the other side of the bracket, it was Greenville getting it done against Roxana uh, by 20, 46-26. So it'll be Lawrenceville against Greenville there. So we got one versus two and one versus two as well. And uh, like I said, uh, the other matchups there that I already mentioned for the Altamont sectional. In Class 3A, we had an upset. Muhammad takes the Champaign Central Regional Championship as it's back-to-back regional champions for the Bulldogs. Hey, who has had a better run in the Apollo Conference than the Muhammad C. More Bulldogs as a back-to-back conference champions in football, their baseball conference champs, and uh, now they didn't win the conference championship, but they won a regional championship over Lincoln, and this was Lincoln's sixth loss on the season. They were 26-6 and finishing out, but Muhammad getting the win over Lincoln 35-33 to win their 17th regional championship. In the Mattoon Regional Championship, it was an exciting one. This one lived up to the hype as Decatur MacArthur defeated Mount Zion 66-64 in overtime. A heartbreaker there for the Braves. They close out the season 28-5 on the year. And also, they were the ones that won the Apollo Conference Championship. So, uh, Mohamed Seymour advancing on there in uh, 3A. And uh, I'll try to take a look really quickly and I'll find where uh, they will be going uh, for. Yeah, thank you very much. As the Bulldogs are the four seed, they'll take on Decatur MacArthur there in the Decatur MacArthur re- or sectional semifinals. On the other side, it's Sacred Heart Griffin against Normal Community West. So hopefully I didn't miss anybody for the regional championships, but we'll talk about them tomorrow uh, more in-depthly. In high school girls basketball, uh, we got tonight on uh, St. Anthony Super Sectional. It's the Neoga Indians. 31 and a 3 looking for back-to-back state championship appearances or state final appearances I guess you'd say as they took care of business on Thursday against Tuscola in a great contest I was listening to that a little of Lane Blickham's uh, call over on WMCI I think they're going to have the call tonight there in uh, St. Anthony against Christopher 29 and a 3 and a Christopher they lost the Goreville last year in the Sessor sectional championship and they're having one of their best the seasons and just like Nioga two of their best seasons in school history they've had back to back so uh, Nioga trying to go to another state championship and of course Nioga they beat Goreville last year in the uh, super so uh, Nioga going for it tonight so good luck to uh, the Indians against the Bearcats of uh, Christopher they're at seven o'clock in St. Anthony should be a good one and uh, should give a slight edge to uh, Nioga for at least travel purposes anyways as they're very familiar with these surroundings even though didn't have the best game last time out I know that they want to definitely redeem themselves for last time they were at the Enlow Center so uh, Nioga versus Christopher tonight. And in the Class 2A Salem Super Sectional, it's Breeze Modern Day against the Paris Tigers. Paris 29-3. Modern Day comes in at 24-7. and uh, Paris is looking for their first Super Sectional title since 2004-2005. They were one and done in the state tournament back then. That uh, was when they had two classes and uh, the Elite Eight got to the state tournament. So uh, Paris looking uh, to finish with this group. Uh, state championship in junior high. They're looking to uh, win some uh, state 
hardware uh, coming up in the uh, state tournament if they advance there in the Salem Super Sectional. And also in 3A, you got Lincoln as uh, they are looking to keep their undefeated season going 33 and 0 they're up against Highland tonight in the Taylorville Super Sectional again familiar surroundings with them as Lincoln there obviously plays there in the Apollo so uh, Lincoln for their third a Super Sectional title that's what they're looking for tonight first time since 1998-1999 where they finished fourth in a state yeah that year and the best that Lincoln has ever done was finishing second place in girls basketball in 77 and a 78 Highland is looking for their second super sectional title and their first since 2015 to 2016 where they finished third in a state and Highland comes in at 26 and a seven on the season. So uh, good luck to a Neoga. Good luck to a Pearce and a good luck to a Lincoln tonight in their super sectionals. And we'll see if they advance on to the state tournament later on this week. And we'll talk about those tomorrow. So uh, let's continue on with the show and let's roll on with some more basketball, some college basketball and NBA action coming up for you here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's Hypnosis Seminar February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's Weight Loss Seminar. She lost 18 pounds, and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day, and nothing worked until Mark Patrick Hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food, Crazy. Enjoying exercising? Who would have believed Mark Patrick hypnosis really works? It's amazing. I can breathe again, my blood pressure went down, and I've got so much energy. So much energy. And look great. Stop smoking. Lose weight now without cravings, irritability, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Join Mark Patrick Hypnosis Seminar and lose the weight, stop smoking, and feel great for only $49.99 guaranteed. Monday, March 20th at the Holiday Inn in Effingham. Weight Loss Seminar, 5.30 p.m. Registration at 5. Stop Smoking Seminar, 8 p.m. Learn more at markpatrickseminars.com. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all out of family homes. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Mom? Dad? I'm going to head out with some friends. Hold up. What about your math homework? Done. Science? Did it. I thought you had research to do for your presentation. Yeah, don't worry. I got this. It's all done. The laptop you got me changed everything. (laughs) Gotta go. That's Jennifer. Jennifer? Yeah, she's in my history class. (laughs) I love school. Need a computer printer combo deal? Ask Martin at Worth Computer Repair about his laptop and printer combo deals. Call today, 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. 
Rural King shoppers, be on the lookout for unbeatable deals springing up everywhere. Like our Rudy special on packets of Livingston garden seeds up to three ounces, just 10 for 10 bucks. And fire up your taste buds because Lumberjack grill pellets are back. Hickory, cherry, apple, your choice of smoky flavors, only $11.99 a bag. Plus, all varieties of Black Point Bay coffee pods are now $2 off, just $17.99 a box. Look for these deals and more throughout the store. And thanks for shopping at Rural King. Looking for a new car or truck? Come on down to Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota today and explore our latest offers and deals. On top of the wide selection of high quality, low mileage vehicles and affordable financing tailored to your needs, our extended warranties and protection plans will have you driving away with a smile. See what's new today at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham. Come on down today or visit us online at danheck.com. Your new vehicle is waiting for you. And now, and uh, number one in the West, give me Vegas, all in on Vegas. Give me the Raiders winning this division with Derek Carr. The starting lineup. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. <laughs> all right. Uh, Raiders. Derek Carr's trash. 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 Wow. No respect. Worst QB in the division. That's why he has a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> That's It'll so stay there because he can't win the big games. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We'll see. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues are on a five-game losing streak following a 3-2 overtime loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins at Enterprise Center on Sunday. Blues are sixth place in the Central Division with 57 points and a 26-28-5 record. They host Seattle tomorrow night. The Blues, by the way, are also having a fire sale before the trade deadline as the team shipped forward Ivan Barshevev to the Vegas Knights yesterday. Barshevev has 60 points in 81 games last season. He scored 10 goals, going on with 19 assists this year. St. Louis received former first-round pick Zach Dean from Vegas to complete the trade. St. Louis City SC earned a historic 3-2 victory over FC Austin at Q2 Stadium on Saturday. The victory came in City's first match as an MLS franchise. Jared Stroud tied the match at 2 in the 78th minute. And J.O. Kloss Mello scored the go-ahead goal eight minutes later. Tim Parker also scored in the victory. St. Louis plays its home opener March 4th against Charlotte. The Bulls have earned back-to-back victories following a 102-82 victory over the Wizards at the United Center. DeMar DeRozan led all scorers with 29 points. Zach Levine had 27 of his own. And Vucevic had a double-double with 16 points and 13 rebounds. The Bulls are 11th in the Eastern Conference, and they visit Toronto tomorrow night. Blackhawks are on a five-game winning streak following a 4-3 shutout victory over the San Jose Sharks on Saturday. Chicago visits Anaheim tonight. Another in the news, the Blackhawks trade defenseman Jack Johnson to Colorado. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. And, yes, trade deadline coming uh, yes. fast for uh, the NHL. Everybody and making some moves. And the uh, Blues, yeah, continues to uh, ship off some folks. We appreciate some of those that raised the cup. And now they are gone to other other teams. Yep. So, uh, it and hurts, Travis. I know it does. I know. And, uh, I feel you as a hey, Cubs fan. Patrick Kane was, uh, didn't left. play in the, uh, Blackhawks game and then left the team amid, uh, trade yep. rumors. So he came back to Chicago. He's probably going. Yeah, probably is. So. I think I saw a stat first time since 2005 
that Kane, Taze, none of those guys started for the Blackhawks. Yeah. And yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it really is. All right, so let's talk some uh, college hoops. As uh, Houston, they defeated East Carolina 76-57 to on Saturday. Alabama by 3, 86-83. And a uh, close one over Arkansas. 24 points for uh, Miller in uh, this one. Uh, Kansas, uh, they beat West Virginia by 2, 76-74. It was Indiana pulling off the upset over Purdue there in Mackey, 79-71. to uh, Jalen Hood, Shafino, 35 big points. He was unstoppable on a Saturday. And uh, Indiana getting it done against the Boilermakers uh, there. As, you know, this was an eight-point game, but, uh, man, Indiana was in control for uh, the majority of it. North Carolina, they up in uh, Virginia, 71-63. It was Arizona State taking down their in-state rivals, 89-88, as it was a half-court buzzer beater there to beat the Wildcats. Uh, Baylor, they take down Texas, 81-72. Marquette over to Paul, 98-84. Tennessee over South Carolina, 85-45. Gonzaga over St. Mary's, 77-68. Florida State takes down their rival, Miami, by a point, 85-84, also on another buzzer beater. Kansas State over Oklahoma State, 73-68. UConn over St. John's, 95-88. Villanova over Creighton, 79-67. San Diego State over New Mexico State, 73-71. Stop me if you heard this before, on a buzzer beater. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma over Iowa State, 61-50, not on a buzzer beater. TCU against Texas Tech, 83-82. Also on a last-second free throw, not exactly a buzzer beater, but uh, Mississippi State over Texas A&M, 69-62 on Saturday. On Sunday, UCLA gets it done against Colorado, 60-56. to I believe that clinched the Pac-12 championship for the uh, Bruins. Mm. Uh, Providence over uh, Georgetown, 88-68. And Maryland beats Northwestern, 75-59. to uh, there, and on the Big Ten on Saturday, besides the game uh, with Indiana and Purdue and Nebraska over Minnesota, 78-67, and Iowa wins this one. It was a comeback for the Hawkeyes. Man, it was epic as they beat Michigan State 112 to 106. They trailed by a lot in two minutes. A lot as all the people. Um, not all the people, but a lot of people cleared out of the stadium and didn't even get to see this comeback as they give up on the game. But Iowa gets it done, ties it up in regulation, and then wins it 112 to 106 in OT over Sparty. Crazy. Crazy finish. And a frame McCaffrey up to his old tricks there. Uh, some people thought that was cute of him staring down that official, even though I think that that was kind of, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily like it. Uh, there. So, also on Sunday, besides those Northwestern loss and the Illinois loss, it was a Michigan getting done in OT over Wisconsin, 87 79. And uh, an one uh, sealed it there. And Hunter Dickerson stepping on people. Probably won't be punished for it, but it'll probably just be an accident. But I want him to play in Thursday's game, so I don't want him to get suspended. But nothing's going to happen to him because it's Michigan. Uh, Rutgers, they beat Penn State 59-56 to uh, 56 over Penn State. And uh, no games happening in the Big Ten tonight. The only games that's going on tonight is Baylor and Oklahoma State in college basketball this evening. So that was a look at college b-ball. Yep. 
And uh, in the NBA, uh, Dame Lillard goes off for 71 points as they beat the Rockets last night. And he could have went for more if uh, the Rockets decided didn't decide to play defense or if Dame didn't become too passive there. And uh, also uh, uh, the Mavericks over the weekend blew a huge lead, 27 points to the Lakers. And so the Lakers had one of the biggest yep. comebacks. Man, and Luca and Kyrie can't get on the same page at the uh, end of the game yep. and end up losing. Yep. And that was without LeBron. I mean, he still had 26 points, but he hurt his ankle. He hurt his ankle, but, uh, you know, doing what good players do, doing what the great ones do, and coming back and playing a yep. little bit yep. for the ankle uh, injury there. All right, uh, so we'll uh, step away uh, for the uh, final time, and we got a lot to uh, break down from the weekend. We got to narrow them down to three coming up to close out the show before we get to Cardinals baseball is the top three moments from the sports weekend to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. By now you've noticed that car dealer lots are looking a little thin with new vehicles. And while keeping inventory in stock has been a challenge, at Geckner Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the good news is that customer sold orders from most models have still been rolling in. Placing a sold order gets you a build priority at the factory. It locks in your MSRP from any price increases, plus you get the exact options and color you want. For more information, stop by Geckner Brothers today at 600 East Fayette Avenue in Effingham. Hungry? Don't get up. Order up. A sub above. Jersey Mike's in Effingham serves up freshly made hot and cold subs. And gluten-free bread and veggie subs are available too. Order through their app, over the phone, or come enjoy one in person. Don't forget the juice for that awesome zing that makes your great sub even better. They cater too. Subs by the box, by the bag, or personal boxed lunches. Plus cookie and brownie trays. Jersey Mike's at 1000 West Fayette in Effingham. Open from 10 till 9 daily. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Do you have the electric bill blues? Electricity prices have been on the rise. Now is the time to lower your monthly bills with a long-lasting solar insulation from TikTok Energy, FEM Solar Experts. With a 30% federal tax credit and Illinois State Solar Initiative, there has never been a better time. Secure greater energy independence and peace of mind by going solar today. Time is ticking. Take action today. Schedule a free consultation for your home, farm, or business with one of our solar experts by visiting TikTokEnergy.com or calling 217-994-9020. If you're considering purchasing, building, or refinancing your home, it should be a pleasant experience. Let us help you get started. This is Christina at the First State Bank of Beecher City. When you finance through a locally owned community bank, you'll discover the perfect product for your unique situation while forming a personal relationship for years to come. Call or stop in today at the First State Bank of Beecher City and ask for one of our loan officers. We're excited to help you with your next chapter in life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. And now. So uh, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Who's the Super Bowl champ? I got the Bills and Buccaneers, and I got until they knock them off. I got the Bucks again. They repeat as a champion. I think Josh Allen's great, but not good enough to beat the uh, supposed GOAT. The starting lineup. Well, Travis, I'm going to cheer you up. Are you ready? I got Jacksonville versus the Bears in the Super Bowl. On 98.9 The Game.
welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for just a little bit longer as we're going to be kicked off here in a little bit for St. Louis Cardinals spring training baseball. Uh, but we still got a little bit of time left, so we need to uh, get around to uh, the uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. So uh, let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, again, in a no or particular order, but I'll start off with uh, my uh, number three. As we already talked about that huge comeback for Iowa to beat Michigan State, well, the very next day, the women's team, they knock off number two, Indiana, while the legit Caitlin Clark wins it with a game-winning three-pointer at the buzzer to knock off the number two team in the land. So Iowa getting it done, and it was a sold-out crowd as well. Great to see him supporting uh, women's basketball there. And uh, Kalen Clark getting it done against Indiana. My number three, Travis, we've already mentioned it in a perfect segue for me, and that is what is the Big Ten? Again, <laughs> I still don't know what this conference is. Boys or girls side, doesn't matter. Good teams lose, bad teams win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't figure it out. Yeah, I think uh, Illinois, uh, they uh, dominated their last game, and I think they are in the sixth seed. There for yes. the uh, Big Ten tournament for the girls' side. Yep. So, very good. And uh, my number two, a moment from the uh, sports weekend uh, was, I don't like to pay attention a lot to spring training baseball, but when someone does something like this, you got to pay attention. Jordan Walker, oh, baby, can't wait till this guy comes up to the major leagues. First pitch he sees in spring training, a 430-foot moonshot. It was a bomb, three-run bomb in the first inning uh, yesterday to help the Cardinals win against the Marlins. So, Jordan Walker, can't wait till you do that to the uh, big leagues, big fella. And going off of that, baseball is back just in general. <laughs> baseball being back is such an awesome thing. The good and the bad, whether that be uh, losing games due to uh, countdown clocks or home runs, like you said, and double plays being turned by the new Cubs infield, uh, baseball is back. Yeah, we'll definitely get into more of that in the pod. And my number one moment from the sports weekend uh, was on Friday with Altamont winning the uh, regional championship in Avery. Our house hitting eight threes. My number one is KFB, Kyle Busch, getting the win last night in the final race at the California Racetrack. And everyone said, oh, he took a step back going to Richard Childress instead of staying at Joe Gibbs. Nah, second race of the year, won it, could have won the 500, was yeah, leading at lap right 200, there. and could have won the clash too. So uh, he's uh, ha- silenced all the doubters who said that he took a step backwards uh, leaving uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. So uh, we'll talk more about that in the pod uh, with our pickums. But yeah, Kyle Busch uh, silencing all the doubters. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, switching teams, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the driver. Yep. And yeah, it was great in the 500. And I watched a lot of it, a lot of that race yesterday uh, towards the end. Oh, did you? So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you it was, know, it was a, a good day if you were out there. It was, you know, I mean, it was like, cold, but uh, I saw some jackets. It was sold out. And then they got to see the Xfinity race afterwards because it got rained out <laughs> right. on Saturday. Yeah. So, full that day. That was weird. <laughs> And that was weird doing the Xfinity race afterwards. But all right, so that does it for us here on uh, the Trustial Radio coming up in the pod. We still got more to talk about from MLB and from uh, NASCAR. Pick them. So uh, coming up next right now here on 98.9 is a spring training baseball. St. Louis Cardinals versus the New York Mets. We'll talk to you in the pod. If not, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy Cardinal baseball.
Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And we still got a lot to uh, talk about uh, coming up. We'll uh, wrap things up with the uh, NHL. We'll also get some NASCAR, more NASCAR stuff. Uh, talk about the race and recap our pick em And get to uh, some Major League Baseball spring training as well. And the incident that happened on uh, Saturday uh, there with uh, Ollie Marmol and uh, C.B. Buckner. Yeah. Yeah. There, touch on that. Issue coming up, uh, but first, is there anything on Sports Center that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, uh, Jokic recorded his twenty third triple double of the oh, season yeah. as the Nuggets beat the Clippers one thirty four to one twenty four in overtime in Denver. Forty points, seventeen rebounds, ten assists. As uh, Denver is yet to lose this season when he records a triple double. Yes, pointing that out. The Hawks are hiring their new head coach. Quinn Snyder has agreed to a five-year deal with Atlanta and will potentially make his coaching debut on Tuesday, so I'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, the Padres are finalizing another big contract to their star third baseman as ESPN reports San Diego is finalizing an 11-year extension worth $350 million with Manny Machado. The new contract will keep Machado with the Padres through the 2033 season. The 30-year-old originally signed a 10-year, $300 million deal with San Diego 2019, but it told reporters he planned to opt out of the final five years. Not anymore. Yeah, no. The uh, Nashville President's front office will be turning a new page this offseason as longtime general manager David Pulley is retiring after 26 seasons with the team. The 73-year-old will remain with the club as an advisor following his retirement from the front office. Tommy Fury has handed YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul his first career defeat as Fury beat Paul via split decision about that went the full eight rounds in Saudi Arabia. Fury, who is the younger brother of Tyson Fury, was knocked down in the eighth round but won the battle on the scorecards. Paul will likely use his rematch clause, and they've already agreed to that as well. After he dis he uh, disputed the results of the fight, Paul said that he believes the fans, quote, deserve that rematch. And Travis, I can't wait to see that at SummerSlam when it's Tyson Fury and his brother Tommy taking on Jake and Logan Paul. Ooh, there you go. That's an idea. Uh, I just booked it for you. There you go, WWE. <laughs> there you go, and SummerSlam. I wish I would have would have known this because this would have made my top three for the weekend. Northern Kentucky. All right, we're talking college now. Baseball. Liam McFadden Ackman. Did you see this, Travis, what he did yesterday afternoon? No. Well, he, you know, did something I don't think I've ever seen. Well, first of all, he hit for a cycle, which is great. Mm -hmm. Did it by the sixth inning. Wow. Which is very impressive. <laughs> yeah. But then he hit two grand slams in the opening inning of the game. Wow. Dang. Yes. They ended up, uh, Northern Kentucky ended up being Western Michigan 27-4. to it wow. was uh, put up 14 runs in the first inning. Wow. That's uh, impressive. So, yeah, uh, he added a triple, a double, a single by the sixth to get the uh, um, get the cycle. He went five of six to the plate with four runs and ten RBIs on the day. That's a good day. That's a great day. <laughs> oh, man. He's a DH, So uh, and he talked on SportsCenter about it. So, uh, so he's, I had the same plan all year long and just sticking to it, just trying to do the best for my team, see the ball well. And it turned out pretty well today. It's a good feeling. You don't really appreciate. You do appreciate. You just don't realize what's going on in the moment until you step back and reflect on the day. It's amazing. Probably the best day I've ever had on the baseball field for sure. Yeah. So congratulations to you, young man. My goodness. Yeah. That's a day. Awesome. Wow. Call him uh, Tatis Jr. Jr.? <laughs> I guess so. Didn't he hit yeah. two grand slams in the same inning? Yeah. In the same game, I think. I don't I know if it was, it was the same, same inning, inning for the Cardinals against the Dodgers. I think it was, yeah. But he didn't hit for the cycle. No, That's two didn't. great offensive games in one. 
right. in half a game. He did it all by the sixth inning. In yeah, half a game. Six game. A sixth yeah. inning. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, that's, yeah. Yeah. And instead of wearing my Illinois gear today, I should have worn my EIU gear as they beat number nine Arkansas in college baseball yesterday, 12 to 3. Go Panthers. Pulling off the upset. Go Panthers. So, yeah. EIU. Sure. EIU. Getting it done. Against number nine Arkansas, there is college baseball is uh, beginning, and I see uh, some uh, players and coaches excited for mm-hmm. the uh, baseball and softball season starting today yep. yep. in uh, high school uh, sports. Uh, some will have to wait as yep. uh, still uh, players in action yep. on the uh, basketball hardwood, but uh, still baseball and softball about to get in full swing here, and obviously with baseball and spring training. Right. So uh, just a couple other things, tidy things up. Uh, the Bucks are being sold for three point five billion dollars. Some Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Bears are leaning towards moving the top pick instead of using it to draft anyone, as everyone and their brother figured. But mm-hmm. obviously, ESPN has to report on that. Uh, Max Scherzer loves the new rules, says that pitchers have power, and Bryce Young won't throw at the combine. So there you go. Mm, won't throw. It's not good for the Bears. They want him to throw so that more people. Would, would see what they want and then try to trade up for them. But. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So there you go. But. That's everything. You're all caught up. All caught up. All right, so uh, let's catch up on a couple of things uh, from the uh, NHL. On uh, Saturday, uh, Edmonton, uh, they lost to the Blue Jackets 6-5. to five. The uh, Capitals won over the Rangers 6-3. Uh, to uh, The Penguins, they beat the Blues in OT. There in St. Louis, it was a three to two uh, final. It was the uh, Devils won by a touchdown, seven nothing over the uh, Flyers, and uh, the Devils got even uh, better for the uh, trade deadline as they acquired a Timo Meyer from the uh, Sharks, and the Devils are going all in for this uh, young team that they have mm-hmm. in the great season that they're on, uh, because Meyer is a unrestricted or a restricted free agent. Uh, this off season, but uh, they plan on using them in the short term uh, for the uh, playoff push and uh, just using them for that purposes. So, uh, man, that's a huge pickup uh, there for the uh, Devils uh, for sure. Uh, the uh, Lightning, they shut out the Red Wings three to nothing. The Bruins keep on winning. Eric, they're forty-five eight and five this year, and they won over the Canucks three to one. Blackhawks winning a shootout over the uh, Sharks four to three, and the Stars winning a shootout against the Knights three to two, and uh, the Knights acquiring a Barbashev uh, there at the deadline as well. Uh, Sabers all over the Capitals yesterday seven to four. Uh, Islanders shut out the Jets four to nothing. Uh, Rangers five to two over the Kings. Uh, Penguins seven to three over the Lightning. Yeah, I think they scored like five or six goals in a period. Six goals in the second period. <laughs> That's insane. Ridiculous. Uh, Predators six to two over the Coyotes and Maple Leafs five to one over the Kraken. Austin Matthews lighting the lamp twice there on Sunday. Uh, games going on tonight. Significant matchups: uh, Boston and Edmonton, uh, Colorado hosting the Knights, and the Blackhawks are at the uh, Ducks there this evening. Uh, spring training uh, baseball, what we got uh, kicked off the air for uh, the Cardinals currently uh, going on uh, behind us uh, there. And uh, there was an incident, and I talked about it in my top three uh, for the game on Sunday, but 
there's an incident that's actually being reviewed uh, by uh, Major League Baseball, uh, an incident that was involving uh, C.B. Buckner and Ollie Marmol on a Saturday. As, uh, this all stems from an incident that happened last year, and uh, I saw about it, all about it on uh, social media. Uh, but um, this uh, all stems from an incident that happened last year in Arizona uh, where uh, Ollie was arguing uh, balls and strikes, a called strike on uh, Nolan Arenado, and uh, Ollie was tripping at him and uh, tripping at Buckner, and then uh, Buckner tossed him, and they kind of exchanged pleasantries at home plate and got in a yelling match. And then on Saturday, CB was the home plate umpire, mm-hmm. And Ollie goes out to it, uh, give him the lineup cards as you do, and also shake it, uh, CB's hand. And CB would not accept the handshake. And uh, so uh, that prompted the other umpires in the crew to apologize for CB's actions. And uh, then Ollie would go on to say about uh, him not being good at his job mm-hmm. and that he has no class uh, as a man. Uh, and now MLB is reviewing the incident there. So uh, still some grudges being held from last season with uh, Ollie Marmol and C.B. Buckner. I mean, it's still spring training. You don't have your handshake hand ready. I mean, that, you know, hey, you know, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Even though C.B. Buckner is not a good umpire. Well, I'm not saying. But yet, Travis, you don't want to go to electronic umpires. Get rid of this altogether. No, we don't want to do that. We're well, already. Then you're taking the good and the bad. We're already having problems with the the, the pitch clock. To some people. That's some people. So, uh, what was it on Saturday? I think it was. It was uh, Machado. I it was Friday, actually. Friday, yeah. Possibly. Either or, yeah. Uh, Machado was one of the first people to get slapped with the. Uh, the uh, violation and, and a strike. The Padres were so upset about it, they gave him an extension. They gave him an extension. Yeah. Like, here, you have 11 more years to figure out how this pitch clock works, Manny Machado. Right. We will keep paying you for 11 more years to figure out the pitch clock. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's kind of a, a shock to the system. I watched a little bit of the, the game on Saturday uh, for the, the Cardinals with the Nationals. And, um, you know, it. It's going to take a little bit to get used to, but I think we'll all figure it out by... I mean, that's what happens with every rule. Yeah. You know, you you get used to it, or you just quit watching. Mm-hmm. Like, those those are the options. That's what, what happens. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, we'll definitely uh, talk more about the uh, pitch clock and the uh, spring training as it goes along yeah. uh, here. But just wanted to mention about that uh, incident that happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there with Ollie and uh, C.B. Buckner on a Saturday. All right, so uh, now uh, let's talk some NASCAR and the uh, NASCAR race. Uh, you already mentioned in your top three, Kyle Busch yep. getting it done. Yep, Kyle Busch getting it done. Uh, you know, I, I still can't believe people were, when he signed with Richard Childress, was like, oh, it's such a step back. It's like this car won three times last year, could have won at least five or six times, and you're putting one of the top five drivers of his generation in it mm-hmm. he's gonna be just fine don't worry about it and he came out and showed it in uh you know the the second race of the year that yeah he's totally good so like you said could have won daytona he was in fact he was leading at lap 200 when that caution came out he was the leader 
So right. he should have won Daytona if we were living under old rules and not doing overtimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Kyle Busch, man, he's he's off to a great start to the year. Um, the Chevys were strong, uh, top to bottom. Um, saw a lot of things. Uh, listened to uh, Denny Hamlin on his podcast here this morning, and uh, you know he was talking about how this the track. All right, Travis, that track has been around since 1997. Mm-hmm. It has never been repaved, so we're talking about 37 year old asphalt on there. Okay, wow. And he, Denny Hamill was saying, unlike now when they pave tracks, a lot of the the pavement includes little pieces of plastic and stuff like that to kind of keep everything together. Back then, it was rocks, so little pieces of rocks. So it rained out in California. It rained all weekend until Sunday. So when they had the jet dryers out there drying the track, they loosened up all that gravel. And so the cars, basically, if you weren't leading, the cars were basically sandblasting the other cars behind them because they were kicking up all this dust and and just rocks and gravel. And Bubba Wallace actually had his splitter on the ground because it got hit with so much stuff that it sheared off the support braces of his splitter, caused him to have to leave the race. So... This is one of the reasons why NASCAR is selling that land. They are they announced that over the weekend that the land that California Speedway is on, 80% of it has been sold for $673 million, I believe it was, is what it was. Maybe it was a little less than that. Um, hmm. So now everyone's like, well, that's 80% of the land. What are you going to do with the track? So this is probably the final time they will race at this track. This track is probably going to get torn up. It's going to go away. They're not going to replace it with something because the land is too valuable out mm. there in California. I mean, it's 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 in Fontana, which is right down from Rancho Cucamonga and all those kind of places, uh, Ontario. Um, so it's, it's definitely very valuable property-wise. And when NASCAR, this track was built by Roger Penske, who everyone knows who Roger Penske is, owner mm. of Penske Racing, and now he owns IndyCar. Um and when he sold this track to NASCAR, NASCAR paid him 600 and some million dollars, Travis, for this track, Nazareth Speedway, which is in Pennsylvania, Michigan International Speedway, Rockingham International Speedway, and Homestead Speedway. They paid him $658 million. They just sold 80% of one of those tracks and got their money back. Why wouldn't you sell it at that point to make money? And hopefully you take that money if you're NASCAR and invest it in other tracks elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Because they keep saying about how the Southern California market is very valuable to them. But right now, as of now, there is no track in Southern California for NASCAR to race on. Besides the Coliseum, and every NASCAR driver is saying, don't you make that thing a points race. <laughs> don't do it. It is going to hurt the sport, and I feel it will. Because it. the thing about it being the Clash is it's non-points. It's not for the championship. It is a exhibition event. It's different, and it feels yeah. different, and it feels special. Mm-hmm. Don't just make it a regular race, too. Yeah, and that's what people are saying is going to happen. They're going to start off the season with the clash, like we do, out at the the stadium, and then go do Daytona, and then the week after that, go back to the Coliseum and do a race. No, that's that's dumb. If you do that, NASCAR, mm. super dumb, dumb, super dumb. So, yeah, the final race at uh, California goes to Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Which I find ironic because his very first career cup win was at California. So mm. it's nice, nice little bookend there. Right. I like it. 
Yeah, so uh, Kyle Busch uh, getting it done. And I know when I was watching the uh, race uh, a little bit there, uh, I think it was during the stage where it was a lot of cautions uh, was happening. I saw the uh, big wreck that took out a lot of See, I didn't see the big wreck. Well, it happened on a on a restart, and it happened when someone uh, checked up on the restart, uh-huh. and then just kind of collected all the uh, the majority of uh, the people behind them. I've heard and about it. it. A, yeah, uh, he, Denny was, it was talking a about it. Big wreck at the um, right at the start line of a of a caution that already came out, and then it was on the restart, and it took out a lot of a lot of cars. Now, Denny Hamlin, and if you know anything about Denny Hamlin, you know that he and uh, Joey Logano are not friends. Have no love lost between each other. Um, he blamed Joey Logano for that accident and said that it was Joey basically putting his foot on the throttle to make the engine sound like it was going, so then everyone went, but then he didn't actually go. Again, right. I didn't see it. I'm actually trying to watch a video of it right now if I can. Um, right. I'm to try and see. I never, I never heard the broadcast get down to the the yeah. nitty gritty of yeah. who of who caused it. Um, now his co-host said that the the t- TV broadcast did blame Joey Logano. So, I, again, yeah. I wasn't watching. Um, but, yeah, I it was the biggest crash in California Speedway history. Wow. So, hey, we're setting records in the final race there. <laughs> setting records. Yeah, I mean, I did know that it's not a lot. You, you see the, a lot of the cars get taken out uh, like that. You usually see that like a Daytona, yeah. uh, Talladega. But not stuff like this. And, you know, that's, like, why some of these uh, cars – uh, that uh, were way down there in the uh, standings, um, you know, like Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, they got uh, wrapped up in that uh, stuff, and um, also someone else. Poor Tyler Reddick. Yeah. That guy has not had a good season yet. I mean, I know we're only two races, two races in, in, but he has just had terrible luck. He wrecked at Daytona, got caught up in this big wreck here. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, I'll, I'll blame Joey Logano, too. I'm watching a video of it. Joey Logano messed that up because he wasn't going fast enough. Um, so yeah, blame Joey. Blame Joey. All right. So you were you were mentioning aforementioned Pickham, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Because Eric Almarola got caught up in that mm-hmm. and finished 35th. Yep. Eric Jones finished 19th. Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna do good for my average. No, it's not. I got the win. I'm now 3 and 0 on the season. Mm. But it's a long season, Travis. Yep, we're in a little we're, bit of a hole here. We're in th- we're 3 races into 37. <laughs> yeah. So I guess yeah, 3 races into 37 races cuz we have the All-Star race. So next up we're in Vegas. Mm. Vegas. Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to I'm going to give you a a, a tip. <laughs> tip, okay. Travis. You think of me being three, three, oh, and three that you're gonna give me some tips? I'm gonna give you a tip that was given to me by Denny Hamlin. <laughs> okay. Expect the Chevys to be fast. So, I I look for a Chevy driver. Now, don't forget, we are resetting our drivers' lineups when the playoffs start, so you don't have to worry about saving someone for the stretch run because we'll reset and everyone will be available. Mm-hmm. So, just pointing that out there. Yeah. Okay. But I know a lot of the drivers, because this is the West Coast swing, they do California, Vegas, and then the week after that, they're in Phoenix. So a lot of them are staying out there, like, 
for three straight weeks. Mm-hmm. So right, yeah. It must be nice. Three straight. Three straight. Yep, it's the West Coast, Coast swing. And then we'll kind of go back to the East Coast for a little bit. And then later on in the year, we'll go out to Sonoma in wine country for a road course. Wine That's what everyone country. keeps saying. One of the, the options that's out there as far as Southern California races is Long Beach, which is a famous sports car track, IndyCar race there. It's a really famous track. And all the drivers are like, don't give us another stupid road course. Because that's what Long Beach is. It's a road course. They don't want another road course. They want another oval. So, but my reply back to that would be, well, don't worry. The Indy, I still think the Indy track is coming back as an oval. I think they're going to get rid of the road course after this year. So there would be, you'd lose one road course, get a new one. Mm-hmm. Plus there's the Chicago street course, which everyone's excited there is. about. Yes. July 4th weekend. July 4th weekend. Hey, and you get to see the chain smokers and Miranda Lambert too in concert. <laughs> Ooh. There you go. Yeah. I saw, I saw some of the, some of the podcasts I listened to were complaining about Dirks Bentley being uh, the pre-race concert and then comparing that to the Chicago one and saying Chicago's getting better entertainment than our Super Bowl. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, you booked Dirks Bentley. Not that there's anything wrong with Dirks Bentley. I like Dirks Bentley, but mm-hmm. he's not, you know, he, Dirks Bentley wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. No. He'd be in the national anthem, as we already pointed out. Country singers do the national anthem. Right. Pop and R&B are the halftime show. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's all I got. All right. That's all you got. That's all I got. All right. So uh, I think that's all I have. So uh, we'll get on getting on, and we'll get on out of here. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be uh, back tomorrow. Get you set for the – sectional semifinals and we'll be back to recap the super sectionals tonight and uh, until then we'll talk to you then peace out